Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I want to talk to you, and we're going to call it this, decisions equal destiny. Decisions equal destiny. Would you say that out loud with me? Decisions equal destiny. A young new bank president made a, um, just, just became a new bank president, young man, and he stepped up to the retiring bank president, and he, and he asked him a question, and he said, man, on your way out, I, I need to ask you something. How were you so successful in the business? How, how did, you were just top-notch, everybody looks to you, and you're successful. How were you so successful? I need to know this as a new bank president. He said, good decisions. He said, all right, that's good. I like that. He said, let me ask you a question. How did you make good decisions? He says, experience. He said, all right, that's good. How did you get experience? He said, bad decisions. Isn't that about right? How many of y'all have ever made any bad decisions out there? Thank you for all the honest ones today. Made some bad decisions. Decisions, hear me out today because I'm going to be a little teachy today, but sometimes my teachy gets a little preachy, and so we never know where it's going to land. And I blame all of that on the Spirit. Decisions are the benchmarks that lead to your destiny. Decisions are the benchmarks that lead to your destiny. And they are critical and they are important. And the decisions that you make, let let me say this, you can't keep shouting about your destiny. You can't keep shouting about your destiny if you refuse to make good decisions. You can't keep shouting about your destiny and not pay attention to the decisions that you are making. Somebody receive that right there. You can't do it. You can't. I, I get so weary, and, and I shouldn't say it that way, but in the world, everybody, you got to live your dream. You got to chase your destiny. You got to go. And they're making decisions that are just idiotic. Can I get a witness? I mean, they're just doing the dumbest stuff. I'm sorry, I know pastors are supposed to say real religious things, but they're dumb. I mean, they're just dumb. And they, they're making goofy, goofy decisions. And, and, but they're still going, but I'm going to get to my destiny. I'm going, no, you're not. I love you, and we all want to go to heaven with you, but you're not going to get to your dream and your destiny making decisions like that. And so you've got, you have to look at the decisions they're making. You are where you are at right now in life based on a decision that you made. You may not be where you're, you may not be like where you're at right now, but you got to understand that you made a decision that got you where you're at. You're going, oh, great. Well, that helps me out a lot. But it's the truth, right? Now, we all know that. I'm not trying to be in condemnation. If you don't like where you're at, God bless you. Just don't touch anybody around you right now. 
Two types of decision that you're, that you're going to make in life. And number one, number one is a natural decision, just a regular old natural decision. Although it's a big deal, you make them every day. They're just natural, practical decisions that you make. And then another kind of decision that you're going to make is a destiny decision. It's going gonna, it's gonna to shape your destiny. It'll be where you land in life. It'll be if you're successful or not and all of those things. And when it comes to natural decisions, in order to make them effectively, you need really good information. Okay? I'm just talking practical to you today. So if you're going to, when you make natural decisions, not the des- destiny ones, but just natural decisions, hear me, you need good information. All right? You need to get, how many of us have ever made a decision and later on we said this, if I would have received more information on that subject, you know, I would have not, I would have changed the decision that I made. Can I get a witness about that right there? Thank you. So I, I want you to all see that you're, we're all in the same boat. If I would have known more, if I would have studied more, if I would have thought about that more, if I would have given that a little more time, I would have made a different decision because I would have had better information. (laughs) All right? And so I want to say this. There's no magic to your destiny. There's no magic. Get rid of your magic mentality. That I'm just going to wake up one morning and ding, 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 and the destiny bell's going to ring. And I'm going to be like, I have arrived and I just, I just stumbled into it. <laughs> no, no. You, you, have, you have to purpose your way into it. You have to decision your way into your destiny. You have to. You might, you might stumble into an opportunity. Don't, don't get me wrong there. You may stumble in an opportunity. But you're not going to just stumble into destiny and the destiny that you want unless you put decisions around it, godly, blessed decisions around it that get you where you want to go. I'm going to say some things today that you're going to say, some of you older ones are going to say, I wish I'd have heard when I was younger. And, and if you're a young married today, or if you're a graduate, or you're, you're shaping the life, your career, your life, you need to hear me. If you're shaping your spiritual life, every part of you, hear me out. Your financial, every part, hear me out today. You don't, you don't get your degree by accident. You don't wake up one morning and they just, somebody slips in your bed a degree and say, man, you go, whoo, I knew it was going to come in my destiny. No, 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 no. You don't have a strong marriage by accident. You don't wake up, you don't wake up and, and, and 50 years ago, how'd you get here? Well, we just loved each other. No, no, no. I, I give it that you loved each other, uh, but don't believe that's all there was to it. There was, there was, a, it, it was some conscious decisions. It was, it was an effort. It was a hard work, not with you, baby, but most. It's a hard, it was a hard work. That was a smart decision I just made. See that? You see you? And it's methodical. Are you hearing me? It's methodical. 50 years, you're blessed. Boy, they got a blessed marriage. You, you're looking at somebody, made great decisions, hard work. It was methodical. It was day to day. It was wisdom in the process. Can I get a witness? 
Are you seeing what I'm saying? You've got to make decisions that equals into the destiny that you are wanting. You can't not make good decisions with poor information, which may require that you make, hear me, you may make slower decisions. <laughs> you, may, you may make more patient decisions, you, wise decisions, decisions that are not built on this, hear me, desperation. What does that look like? Let me say this first. Boy, you ought to write this down. Desperation is a poor counselor. Can I just teach today? Come on. Des- it, it, desperation is a poor counselor. Well, I've, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard young ladies and young men do this thing. I'm getting older. I'm getting older. I, I, I've got to get married. I've got to get married. I've got to get married. Did y'all hear the desperation there? And so they take, they take the, the last train leaving the town. This is my last train, man. I got to get on. Do they love you? Well, I think we love each other. Boom. But the train's leaving. I got to get on the train. Desperation. But we make a decision based off of desperation and due to it. Well, 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 well. Then, then 10 years later, every time you look at him or look at her, you're looking and you're frustrated and you're angry. You know what you're angry at? You're angry at the decision you made. You're not really angry at the person. You're angry at the decision that you made because the decision landed you in this place. <laughs> Boy, everybody's quiet today. All right, so, so let's get in the Bible. Let's get in the Bible. That's going to help us a lot here. Psalms chapter 25, Psalms 25, 8 through 14, I'm going to read for you. Hey, Alec, this is what I want you to do. I want you to grab a mic, and I want you to come up here and help me read. Would you do that? I want you to come up here and help me read. Get your read on. Ready? Ready? Here we go. We're going to see, we're going to see if you really did graduate. So, all right, here we go. Psalms 25, 8 through 14. Alec, what I want you to do is he wasn't prepped for this, so he didn't even read this. So, but you got this. You got this. You ready? I want you to read what's on the screen, okay? I want you to read it on the screen because I, I want you to just hear this in different voices, all right? I want you to just read it slow and methodical so everybody can grasp on, on it because it's great, great scriptures. 8 through 14, I'll tell you when, you, when it's over, all right? Keep reading. Go ahead. All right, here we go. The Lord is good. He there we does go. what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. That's good. Oh, keep going. Okay. All right. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness. All who keep his covenant and obey his, ooh, oh, obey his demands. For the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. Keep reading. Hold on, let's stop right there. Let's go back. Let's go back on 11. For the honor of your name, O Lord, forgive my many, many sins. In Jesus' name, I need your help because I do some cray cray things. That was Keating version. So I need, the, I need the 8 through 11, Lord. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help for the honor of your name. In Jesus' name, Lord, to give honor to your name. Lord, forgive my many, not many, just many, many sins. 
Because I have gone cray-cray. I have done some crazy things. I made some crazy decisions. And in Jesus' name, turn this thing around, please. All right? Read verse 12. All right. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. Teach. So he's saying right here, teach me how to make good decisions. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path that they choose. Lord, let me make really, really good decisions. Verse 13. His soul shall dwell at ease. What? Ease. His soul shall dwell at what? Ease. Just read the whole first part. His soul shall dwell at ease. His soul shall dwell at ease and what? And his seed shall inherit the earth. This is the dude that makes good decisions. His soul shall dwell at ease. His soul shall dwell at ease and his entire seed will be blessed. You're making decisions today that are not only going to affect you, but those that come after you. You're going to make decisions. I'm going I'm to speak to the graduates just a minute. I know it's all about you and it's selfie self and world and I look cute today and all that stuff and all that's trying to catch the next train out and all that stuff. I get all that. But the fact of the matter, whoop, cut the selfie world for just a minute. You're about to make decisions that are going to change the destiny of your life. You are in it. Alex spoke it so well this morning. You're in hurdles. You come up in seasons of your life, times in your life. This is that moment. I'm going to tell you what. I made a lot of decisions that didn't equal the destiny. It wasn't destiny decisions. But there was a lot of decisions I made between 18 and 25 that shaped where I'm at today. Is that all right? A lot of decisions, for the good or for the bad, that shape where I'm at today. So you can discount at the time where you're at, and you say, my God, that's a lot of pressure. I know. That's why you need Jesus. That's why I got you on the front row today. Because you need Jesus. He's the one that can help you. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Alec, you did a great job. He did a great job. Hey, keep the mic near. I might use you soon. The Bible said, my son, to be instant in season and out of season. That's what every minister tells every other minister when they're not ready to do what they're about to do. It's the greatest scripture. The Bible gives us all kind of great scriptures to just really take care of some help some things out like that. You're going to rest. You're going to be at ease. You're going to rest in the decisions you make when they're good decisions. Good decisions. And your children will benefit from the good decisions. Your decisions will either bless your children or be a liability to them. And it doesn't have to be a sinful decision. It can just be a poor decision. I'm not saying everything, your decisions you make are all heaven or hell based. I'm just talking about just, just you made a poor decision there. Let me, let me give you an example. I'm just real practical here. You buy something that you can't afford. As Brother Gary would say, oh, Lord. 
you buy something you couldn't afford, and, and, and all of a sudden, we call it this, your house poor. You, you know, y'all know what that is? Your you house poor, you have a lovely house, but you don't have any groceries. See, I told you. I told you. That, we hear that all the time around here. That when we see Brother Gary, we go, oh, Lord. He don't even know we do that. We go, oh, Lord. Because that's his little statement. But they're, they're house poor. My, I have a, a friend of mine that uh, is in the, the woodlands part of Texas, uh, not far from here. And, and he told me this. He said his daughter goes over to people's houses in the woodlands because there's some mansions in the woodlands. He said, my daughter goes over there to their house, and they have a mansion, and inside the mansion, they won't have any furniture. They made these huge decisions, but their house poor. In other words, in other words it'd be like this. You've got a bathroom for every kid, but you don't have any toilet paper. I'm trying to bring it on to southeast Texas. Are you hearing me? And, and, and that's, that's house poor. That is a bad decision. Well, I'm about to start preaching right now. And so, verse 14, look at this, says this. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he shall show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord. The secret, everybody, everybody told a secret. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear them. God said, if you fear me, or if you're, if you're confused about that word fear, it'd be reverence me. If you fear me or you reverence me, there's reverence. You can, always, you can almost pick up instantly if someone reverences God or not, fears God. I don't mean like you're scared of him, but you have reverence for him. In other words, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a big deal to me. And y'all can count it. I'm not trying to put my convictions on you and all this stuff. And I'm not trying to act like this is a heaven or hell deal. I don't like to come in the sanctuary and chew gum. Why? Not because it's just, you know, I can't do it. I, when this, in this place, when I'm in this room, I'm focused on worship. I don't want to be chewing gum. This is personally, if you're chewing gum right now, you don't have to swallow it. This is personal. I'm not trying to put my... Di- Why? For me, and me, 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 just me, my little deal, is it's a way that I reverence the Lord. I'm not trying to make it put something on you. But what I'm trying to tell you, that's just minor. But that's just minor. That's not a big deal. But do you reverence the Lord? The secret of the Lord is with them. In other words, he tells the secret to those who reverence him. He leans into their ear and whispers into the ear of the ones who fear him, our reverence. If you don't care about God's instructions, guess what? No secrets. He's not going to tell you any secrets. He's not going to share any secrets. So you don't have to go, oh, God, I don't want God to call me nowhere. He's not going to call you nowhere. If you don't want him to call you anywhere, but if you reverence him and fear in him, in other words, if you lean into him and reverence him, it's, it's, it's beloved John that leans into him at the Last Supper and finds himself in the bosom of Christ that hears the secrets of Christ about the, his death. 
Are you understanding? I'm just telling you something. Jesus Christ is wanting to speak in the people's lives, but sometimes we want to hear the voices of everything else and not stop and reverence the voice and hear the voice of the Almighty God. He wants to speak to his kids. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, man. Amen. And I'll, I will give you intelligence that you didn't know. I will give you information that you're lacking. I will tell you secrets in the middle of the night. I'm just telling you, it's in the middle of the night that sometime God rattles my cage and speaks to me a secret. That he's not telling anybody else, but he speaks to me. And that secret is, helps me make decisions. But it's because we reverence him and we fear him and we're hungry to hear his voice. Now, I will say other things like this, and that is there are some decisions that I don't have to go into prayer and fasting to make. Can I be practical here? I don't have to. I don't have to I, if, if, someone, if I'm in Walmart and somebody starts shooting a gun, If I'm in Walmart and somebody starts shooting a gun, I don't have to have a time of prayer and fasting in the, in, 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 next to the fishing poles over there. I don't have to have a time of prayer and fasting. My instincts tell me danger, and it's a God-given gift. He's already put that up in you. You've got some things up in you that can already help you in your decision-making process. He's given them to you. It's called common sense. And if you don't have it, you need to start praying for wisdom. Don't just say, well, I don't have any common sense. Or Junior don't have any common sense. Start praying for his high. The Bible says you have to seek after that. What's good stuff right here? And, and, and seek after that and find that. And so if I'm in Walmart, some, somebody starts shooting, let me tell you, all of my senses tell me danger. I don't have to pray and go, God, do you want to use me right here? God, are you interested in me and, and using me at this moment? Let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm saying, there's the door. God bless y'all. I'm going through the auto parts. Meet you outside. You, are, are you with me? Now, y'all stay in there and fight, and I know we got crazy people that are awesome fighting. Y'all stay and fight. I go. I go, and I'm being crazy. But, 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 but what I'm trying to say is I can already make it. I don't have to have prayer and fasting. My body, my senses told me information I needed. I'm going to get down, get out of the way. I'm going to move. I'm gonna, are you with me? So I don't need a rep. Listen to this. This is a very powerful statement, and you might want to take a picture of this on the screen. I don't need revelation when I have information. I need a revelation when the information is hidden. That's good stuff. I don't need a revelation when I, when I have information. I need a revelation when information is hidden. Because it's in the hidden things that I'm making destiny decisions. Destiny decisions. And there are some decisions for which you just cannot access the information to make the decision. And these are secrets. 
There's secret moments. And some of you, and I prayed for you this morning, some of you are in a secret moment. You're in a moment when you can't find, you, there's no information. There's not a book to read to help you make the decision you're trying to make. There's nothing out there. There's nothing. It's a destiny decision, and you're needing information, and the information is nowhere to be found. And that's a secret moment. And these, when you hit a secret moment, it's a destiny decision. A destiny decision would be something like, for, let me just give you this, a career decision. I can't come up to you and just say, hey, I'm going to tell you this. This is where I think you are to go to college, and I'll tell you this is what I think you are to do. And you're going to go, oh, no, that don't really. No, it's, it's secret. I don't know. I can see the fingerprint of God on you and kind of help shape you in that area and say, I see some fingerprints of God. But, but, but I want to tell you this. You've got to make the decision. It's a God decision between you and God. And in that moment, it's a hidden secret. And you know what you need to do? You need the whispering voice of a God. <laughs> and the only way you can make a wise decision where there is no information is talk to the one that knoweth all things, the one who knows everything, the one that has the ability to see the maze from a higher view than you can called life and they know to how to get out of that maze and how to walk through that maze and how to shape you in the destiny where you're wanting to go. And, and, and so that, this great God of glory is saying, I sure wish they would ask me, but they keep bumping into hedges, they keep bumping into issues, and nobody's asking me, but if they'll ask me, I'll come down in the middle of their, of their situation and I'll whisper and speak the direction they need to go. But I just need them to want my voice. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear the voice. The Bible said this, and I said this a few minutes ago, but let me just quote it. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth um, occasionally as he will. Is that what the Scripture says? Say it with me. Let's read the whole Scripture together. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth what? Liberally as he will. In other words, he just, he just hands it out, man. He just hands it out. You asking? You want it? If you, you need it, ask of God. If you're looking for wisdom, ask of God. He's here handing it out. He's saying, here, 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 here you go, here you go, here you go. I want to hand I give, I give it out liberally. I want to I hand it out to you. I just want to, well, hearing from God is so hard. No, no, no. Back off. Fear him, reverence him, lean into him and say, God, I'm not even making a decision until you whisper in the ear. If I have to be patient in my decision making, if I have to be slow in my decision making, if it changes my temporary plans, that's all right. But I'm not moving. I'm not lifting up my foot until you speak a word into my life and my voice and my ear so I know I'm making the right choice. Man, somebody give the Lord a cram. Thank God for free. <laughs> Do y'all, do y'all, do you folks use maps? Y'all use maps? I, I, no, nah, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like on uh, your iPhone, huh? All right, so you use, use maps, and, and there's literally an app on my phone, uh, it's called Maps. <laughs> and, you, and you open that, and I used it this week, 
And I wrote in there where, what I was doing this week where I was going because I needed some, some direction on it. And, I, and I, I put in map, and this is what happens. If you're in your car and you put in, you know, on your maps, y'all know this stuff. It's a guidance system. And, and you put it in there, and, and again, I'm just, I know y'all know this, but I'm not trying to speak down to you. But you put it in there, and this is what happens. It starts saying this sweet little voice called, for me, it's called Siri. I, for those of you that use different kinds of phones, I don't know what the evil voice that is speaking into your life. <laughs> Mine is Siri, and she is a Holy Ghost-filled, spirit-filled <laughs> lady. Alec is, I think the girls, my girls use some kind of British voice, kind of some really good-looking sounding dude. I know, I know. Yeah, I know, I know what you got in there going, oh, I love, tell me where to go again, you know. So, but it immediately tabulates where you are. That's like freaky weird, but it, it tabulates where you are and how far you are from where you're trying to go and how many turns it takes to get you to, to go there. And, and Siri is programmed to only speak. Hear me when I say this because I'm going somewhere. Siri is only programmed to speak at pivotal points. It, it, it's only pivotal points because... Uh, and the process of you getting to your destiny and the process of you getting to where you're wanting to go in life and where your dreams are calling you, you need a voice in the pivotal moments. And that pivotal voice for us who call ourselves Christians is called God. And he's like the ultimate. He's the ultimate maps. The ultimate guiding says the voice of God in your life is to speak it to you at pivotal points in your life. Pivotal moments in your life. And, and, and it's not, now this is what we want him to do. This is what we want him to do. Well, let me, let me say it this way. How many of you, if you got into maps and you, were, you put in uh, Parkdale Mall, okay, and, and you put in Parkdale Mall and you want Siri to say, Come out of your subdivision and take a left. And you come out and take a left. And as soon as you get on the road, drive 100 feet and you will come to a light. Okay, we're good. I take off from there. In 100 yards, there is 47 donut shops all around you. <laughs> and by the way, another 47 car washes. You know what I'm saying? I don't need that. That is funny, though. I'm just telling you right there. It's funny. We're missing some things in Lumberton, but we got you covered in donuts and car washes, baby. I'm just telling you, we will feed you a donut and wash your car. I mean, I'm just telling you, we, we, got, we got you covered in that. We, we, got, we got you covered. You need a donut, car wash, come to Lumberton. But, 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 but... I'm really messed up. I'm really messed up. The Lord's helping me here. I, so, but what I'm trying to say, if Siri just kept talking to me every, just constantly, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut Siri up. Siri has become a nagging woman. It's just constantly driving me nuts, telling me way too much information. Let me just tell you this. You're wanting God 
sometimes to constantly tell you all of the comfort things. 100 yards is a comfort exit called Bucky's. Please exit here. That's a comfort decision. God backs up and says, you don't need my help in a comfort decision. I'm not going to drive you crazy. If you want a red car or a blue car, God bless you. I'm good with it. Which one do you want me to have, God? Yes. Is that all right? I don't mean God's too busy for it. God just doesn't speak on every one of those things. Now, I try to imply God, I try to, I try to get God up in major decisions in my life. Sure, there's no doubts of it. And pivotal decisions, and I ask him some of those common sense questions, decisions, and he's helped me before. But some things, God just, God, are you with me? God gave you a common sense. In fact, some of you have blamed God on some of those things that you did. Your common sense didn't work out real good for. That was good preaching right there. But what I do need is I need a voice in the pivotal places. I need the voice. I don't need it to tell me when I'm on my way back from Houston to Boma. I don't need to tell me that I have to stop at Bucky's. But I'll tell you what I do need to tell me. I need it to tell me that if I stay on this path, I'll get to home. And sometimes I get insecure. And God allows, it's called the grace of God, that in my insecurity on the road of life, I hit the button called prayer. And God steps in and tells me some things just to help me know Sometimes I just need to know, keep going, Nathan. Just keep going. Oh, thank you, Lord. I, I needed that. I just needed to make sure that I was on the right road because I, I got so caught up at Bucky's when I pulled back on the freeway, I think I might have went the wrong way. Is that all right? Sometimes in comfort causes us to lose the voice of where we originally knew where we were going in the first place. Sometimes I'm eating, you know, nuggets, and I miss the voice, and I just need to know, God, for my, for my sake, would you just let me know I can keep going straight and get to where, and he said, just keep going there. There's a green light, son. Just keep moving forward. But what I really need is those pivotal moments, those pivotal times where God speaks to me. And, and, and sometimes I'm just going to be honest with you, and I, I need to say this as your pastor, because you need to know that, 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 that all of us make decisions that are bad decisions sometimes, and I just miss, I just miss the mark. And when I miss the mark, you know, even Apple designated of a, a process of forgiveness, <laughs> That when you go the wrong way, it starts saying, retabulating. And the voice comes on and she's a little more stern. <laughs> she wants to say you're a knucklehead and you missed your deal, but she does it. She goes, um, you know, and then a little bit, you need to turn around, you know, you need to turn around, it's the other way. But it retabulates you. 
because you made the wrong choice here. I want to retabulate and tell you how many turns it's going to take you to get back. But it's worth listening to the voice of God in that process because maybe it was a pivotal moment for me, you, and you missed the moment, and this, this. I need to let you know there's a thing called the grace of God. Thank God for the grace of God. And, and all of you that raised your hands earlier and said you made bad decisions, aren't you thankful for the grace of God? Aren't you glad you, for the grace of God? When, when you made some dumb decisions that it, had it not been for Jesus, you wouldn't be where you're at today, but you retabulated. God set you up with the grace of God and says, hey, 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 you missed the mark, but I want to get you back to where I had things planned for you. And so I want you to turn around. That's called repentance. That's the fear of God. When I look and say, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. I got a little too humanistic in this deal. I got a little too much of me in this deal, but I want to lean back into you in this decision-making process. I don't care how many turns it is to get back home let me know tell me where to go I'm totally lost give me direction get me back to where I need to go listen to me some of I'm gonna say this I shouldn't say it but God bless you I'm as who we who 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 I am some of you have made bad 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 sexual decisions and I can't give you back your virginity. Nobody else can give you back your virginity. God can't give you back your virginity. But what he can tell you to do is that you messed up, you took the wrong exit, and if you follow that path, you're gonna, it's going to end up getting you in a place that you don't want to go. But I got good news for you. It's called the grace and help of God. And I will coach you back to the process. I can't give you back what you lost, but I can get you back in the destination nation, getting back on the road, heading towards the destiny, but I need you to repent. I need you to retabulate. I need you to let my grace work for you. I need you to help me in that moment. Is that all right? Can pastors still say that in 2019? If we can't, I'm leaving and I'm going to sell shoes somewhere because I've got to be a voice in your life that tells you it's up. Can I just say something? Can I just say something? You need a voice in your life to tell you, you took the wrong exit. And everybody say, well, that hurt my feeling. I don't care if it hurt your feeling. You took the wrong exit. I love where, you, where God wants you to go more than I love the moment and right now. You don't have to like me, but I want to go to heaven with you. I want to go to heaven with you. <laughs> Ain't no grave. I'm going home. We need an ain't no grave song right now. If you go back and chart your life, if you go back and chart your life, listen to this, you will find there's just a few major pivotal turns in your whole life. Just a few. Now, I'm sitting here, if you really sit down, when you made that choice, that was a pivotal one, and that one. And you could probably go back and list them on one page, a short page, of pivotal moments. That's the ones that I want you from this point forward to listen to the secret voice for. Listen to the secret voice. God wants to change your destiny. He wants to do all of that. But he's going to do it by speaking through your voice. I can't believe God let me get here. 
come on, I know it's 2019, but for just a minute, can we own anything? What I want to own is I got myself here. But God can help me get out. And so I'm not bringing condemnation on you. If you think that's what I'm doing, I'm kicking that out in the name of Jesus. I'm not bringing condemnation on decisions that you've made that got you in a bad place. That's not what I'm saying. I'm here to tell you about a God that from this moment forward, He always has from this moment forward voice in your life that tells you, if you will change from where you're going now, I'll get you out of where you're at and get you back into a position where you need to be. But you listen listen to my voice. I'm not even here. Listen to this. Listen to this. When you repent for all all your wrong turns, I forget about them. When you forget about where you exited here and exited here and that got you and this got you, I'll tell you what, from this moment on, I'm going to forget about this and I'm going to be focused on the next pivotal decision you need to make to get out of this situation. Man, 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 aren't you glad you serve a God like that? I'm telling you, I just, it blows my mind. Blows my mind that I serve a God like that. I've got, I've got to go. So, you, so you, you may be on a road a long time and you just need God to just kind of say, hey, keep going. He'll do that for you. He'll, that's the grace of God. But divine, divine decisions only come at pivotal points in your life where you cannot get this from anybody but God and the Lord whispers in your ear. And you have to get acquainted with the way that God speaks to you. You have to get acquainted with that. You've got to know that. All right, I'm going to read some scripture. Alec, I'll read it. I'll read it. Uh, here we go. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10. Here we go. I've got a bunch of scripture, and, and it's, it's a lot, but it's really good, all right? But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. How did you get, how did you know that? Oh, let me tell you. It was that God revealed these things by his spirit. Whew, whisper. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secret. No one can know a person's thought except the person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful thing God has freely given us. Next verse. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Those are the ones that you get information for. Are you seeing it? When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. There are things that come from human wisdom. That's information to help you in those practical decisions. Instead, look at this. This is destiny. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual (laughs) can't receive these truths. Truths from God's Spirit, it all sounds foolish to them. And they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Verse 16, for who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach Him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Let me say it this way. I want you, through the power of what we just read, to start exercising hearing the voice of God at pivotal decisions. And how do I do that? Start, start inquiring upon Him, even in the smaller things of life. And so you can learn how to take the baby steps and grow into learning to hear from Him on the pivotal points. It'll get so much that you know where... where 
have you ever, you don't have to answer this, but God speaks to you in a moment and says, hey, I want you to be at this restaurant at this time because you're going to meet somebody. And you show up. And, and, and spirit-led people will have these kind of moments. And you show up and somebody walks in and you have a God moment right there. And, and, and you'll have those guys, or, 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 or open this, or do that, or step through this. And it start, you start, God starts speaking to you in the small things because he's training you. And you're exercising, you're exercising your rights of what we just read to know God's voice and really know it when you make pivotal turns in your life. You're exercising it. You're exercise. You're working it out. Listen to this. The word exercise in Greek is this. It's gymnasia. Where we get our word gymnasium. And God says when you start working out your spiritual ears, you're going to start hearing better. And your ears start flexing. And they start knowing. And they start understanding. And your feet start exercising in the presence of God. And your ears hear the voice of God. And, 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 and you're in the gymnasium. You're in a workout time. Folks, I'm going to tell you, some of you, some of you students that are 18 years old, welcome to the gymnasium. From this point on, you need the voice of God. Up to this time, mama said him, daddy said him. From this point on, God, you need the voice of God. You need, and if you haven't built that relationship yet, start it today because it will change the destiny of your tomorrows. But we've got to have... Young marrieds, listen, I want you to be successful. I want you to grow. I want you to have kids. I want you to have the finest house. I want all the dreams, the perfect American dream for everyone in the house and for every. I want that for you. But I've got to tell you something. Above any other thing, I need you to live for God with all your passion, with all your heart, with all your, because it changes the legacies of your tomorrow. Changes your legacy. It changes your destiny. So how do you exercise? You start training in the gymnasium of your life. Lord, teach me to hear the voice of God. I'm about to say something that is so good that I'm putting it on the screen. And, and, and listen to this. Right, look at this. That problem that you're dealing with right now in your life is not a problem. It's a gym. God's put you in a gymnasium. And the problem is helping to refine you so that you can hear the voice of God in your life. The whole problem is training exercise so that you would develop a greater capacity to hear, to see, to taste, to smell the things of God. Quit despising the thorn in the flesh. The thorn in the flesh is one of the things that's helping you stay leaned into God, fear and, uh, fear and reverence into God so that God can direct you. He has you in the gymnasium. And there's going to be a moment in life. I, I, Scott, come, come help me. Help me, please. please. And, and I, I remember when I was a kid, I, I went to, I was going to be a, I, re I really thought there was a strong possibility I could be a bodybuilder. That wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. I'm just saying. I didn't really want to be a bodybuilder, but I, but I thought, man. So I, I got me the membership that sounded the best. In Houston, it was, I got Gold's Gym. Because people walk around with Gold's Gym. I don't even know if they have Gold's Gyms anymore. But back then, if you wore a shirt called Gold's Gym, they go, well, man, he, he, he bad. 
he's strong, he's tough. And I've got these little peewee arms sticking out of that gold gym, you know. But, but I would go to Gold's Gym, and it's, it, you know, I know, they have, I know they have places now you go to, and there's no judgment and all this kind of stuff. There, there was some judging going on at Gold's. I'm just telling you, it, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, millennia-fied. You walked in there, and there's some old boy in the corner. He's got the weights, and, he's pick, and, he, and he goes over to the, the powder, and he goes, whoop, whoop. and he looked like a giant. And he puts his hands in powder, and you know, stuff's going over there, and I'm, I'm just over there. I'm just, I'm just intimidated. Walks over here. They, I know, I'm not over there. He grabs, he starts picking them up. But you don't just pick them up, you got to holler. And I'm over in the corner, and I've got two 10-pound dumbbells. And I'm rocking those dumbbells, man with my gold gems shirt on. And this guy over here is hollering. Then we get to the top. I know this doesn't happen in your gym. And then he goes, he just drops them. And I drop my dumbbell and he goes, the difference is He's been training that way for a long time to get to that place. I have not been trained for a long time, and so I am a little wimp in there, and this guy is a giant in there. I can't expect to be from my 10-pound dumbbells to this moment, this intimidating moment overnight. I just can't be it. And you can get your biceps pumped up for a little bit and walk out and think you're like this and you're really like this, you know, whether, what I think I am and what I really am moment. And I think, I think that is the way it is with God. God wants to get you up in the gymnasium and he wants you to start working on hearing. He wants you to hear his voice. Can I speak that into your life? He wants, and this is what I prayed this morning. God, there is people in pivotal moments right now in this church all across this room. And if I had you stand up, it would probably blow our mind. Pivotal moments. You need, the, you need to know where to go, what to do. What God, I need direction in my life. And I spoke and asked the Lord this morning, God, God, let them get in the gym. Let them hear the voice of God. Let them know where to go. And God, if it's just a 10-pound decision that they're trying to make right now, give them a voice in that so they'll know eventually how to be a bodybuilder in the gymnasium. Let them know how to hear the voice of God. Let them know how to build the voice of God. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you stand with me this morning? I preached a little bit longer than I wanted to, and I'm sorry, but, but, but I'm not sorry for this, and that is that you need to hear the voice of God. Hear the voice. Lean into the voice of God. Is there anybody in the room that still want to know what God says about stuff? Come on, just get your hands up. Get, that, that's reverence and fear. God, here I am. Lord, here I am. I, I want to know about it. Lord, build my life. Build my life. I mean, build my life. Take the, ball, the, the blocks of my life and help me put it together. Because, Lord, I know you want me to get there, and I don't know how to get there. But would you help me to get there in my life? Amen? Amen.